Today is Friday, July 22nd, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage, and this episode is brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. We are, of course, starting with the biggest takeaways from last night's January 6th hearing, which focused on the approximately four hours of the insurrection and afterwards. Last night's session outlined how Trump did not only fail to act during the 187 minutes between his speech at the Ellipse and telling the mob to go home after 4 p.m., but that he chose not to act. Yesterday's live witnesses were two individuals who were high up in the Trump administration, but resigned immediately following January 6th. The first was Matthew Pottinger, a deputy national security advisor who served in the White House from the first day of the administration until January 7th. And the second was Sarah Matthews, who worked as deputy press secretary and special assistant to Trump until she resigned the night of the insurrection. They each spoke to the desperate scramble by the people around Trump to get him to call off the mob for over three hours. At the time, even minority leader Kevin McCarthy was scared and begging for help and personally called Trump's kids to beg him to call off the attack. Even Don Jr. texted Mark Meadows to, quote, go to the mattresses to try to get his dad to call off the mob. Which leaves me with two questions. Doesn't Don Jr. have his dad's number? And who knew he was such a fan of You've Got Mail? Trump's White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, said that literally everyone in the White House thought Trump should say something to stop the crowd. But instead, he just sat in his dining room watching the events unfold on TV while refusing to say anything. We also learned some fairly shocking information about Pence's own security detail that day, specifically that they were starting to fear for their own lives and made calls to say goodbye to their family members. And even after the insurrection ended, that night Rudy Giuliani called numerous members of Congress, including Kevin McCarthy, track star Josh Hawley, and Ted Cruz, which we can assume was for the purpose of making a request that he eventually left on Tommy Tuberville's voicemail, which was to ask them to continue to delay the election certification that night. The committee also showed never-before-seen video outtakes of Trump's attempts to film a speech denouncing the insurrection the next day, but he literally refused to say that he lost the election and that it was over. And just one more thing before we move on to the rest of the standard headlines. We thought that this was potentially the last hearing, but it turns out that the committee plans to work through August and will hold another hearing in September. You know things are serious when the nation's most important body gives up even one day of PTO, let alone a whole month. Before the hearing aired yesterday, we learned that the Department of Homeland Security is now conducting a criminal probe into the deleted text by the Secret Service from January 5th and 6th and the Secret Service must halt their own internal probe. Which is good, because the Secret Service coming up with an unbiased result on this matter seems like it is in the realm of licking your own elbow. The other big news of yesterday is that President Biden tested positive for COVID. Much like everything else about Joe Biden, his symptoms are mild. Biden has been double vaccinated and boosted twice and is currently taking the antiviral drug Paxlovid. He probably just wanted to stay home and watch his favorite show the January 6th hearing. But while we are on the infectious disease beat, health officials in New York reported their first case of polio in almost a decade in an unvaccinated man from Rockland County. He is now experiencing paralysis and doctors have been urged to keep an eye out for more cases. Apparently reproductive rights aren't the only thing we are going backwards on. 
Reporting from earlier this week revealed that the DHS under the Trump administration had used mobile location data on a much larger scale than was previously known. Data obtained by the ACLU through a 2020 lawsuit showed that DHS agents were able to obtain data on more than 336,000 points across North America, which may only be a small amount of the data that Customs and Border Patrol had ultimately obtained. During a period of only three days in 2018, CBP had collected over 26 data points per minute without a warrant, highlighting the massive scale at which government agencies were using mobile data to track immigrants without permission. And in a semi-related story, new documents that were released on Wednesday of this week by the Oversight and Reform Committee in Congress revealed that the Trump administration spent years trying to add a citizenship question to the census in an effort to alter population numbers that are used to determine representation in Congress. Ultimately, the question did not end up on the census, but the documents reveal a major commitment to trying to add this question, despite two centuries of precedent otherwise. Leave it to the administration that employed Stephen Miller to make even counting corrupt. So basically, they wanted to follow people's every move, but also pretend they don't exist. Sounds like a single guy in his 20s. And for our final story this week, yesterday the House of Representatives voted on a bill that would protect access to birth control. Only eight Republicans voted in favor of the bill, with 96% of the Republican caucus voting against it. The bill now goes to the Senate, where it is unlikely to get the necessary 60 votes to overcome the filibuster. Really starting to feel like if I were one of those creepy dolls where you press a button and they talk back to you, that sentence would be my slogan. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner, Grove. Grove has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. I love Grove because I love knowing that I can trust the brands they carry to be natural and sustainable. And today you can go to grove.com slash announcements to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash announcements. That's grove.com slash announcements. Until next week, I'm Sammy Sage and now you know what the fuck is going on. Batches.